This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. And good morning. Welcome to Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. Happy Sunday, everyone. Good morning. Happy morning. Sunday. FYI, so Let Your Voice Be Heard has not been in the studio for two whole weeks. Oh, no. But we're back live and in effect. I'm very happy to be here. I don't know about... Everyone else. Of course we are. I actually yeah. enjoyed my two weeks off. <laughs> More uh, than being do? here? Well, yeah, I don't like you guys. So We don't like you either. What'd you do on your break? Uh, what did I do? Oh, so last, was it last week? Yeah, last week. Actually, both of those weekends, it was really good because I did way too much drinking the night before and I could be in bed hungover until 11 o'clock. Mm. So that was great. And then I went to brunch and then I drank some more. So So productive. All right, guys. Um, (laughs) FYI, my name is Selena Hill on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Miss Selena Hill. And if you've been following me and you haven't seen any action on like Snapchat or Instagram, it's because I did not have a phone for five to six days. We were like, where is she? Yeah. Yeah. She's not on Snapchat. She couldn't pay her Metro PCS phone bill and they turned it (laughs) off. I told her to pay your bill, Selena. She wouldn't listen to me. So I felt, you know what? As a millennial, I felt what it's like to live without a phone for like days. And it was okay. You are so brave. Yeah. It wasn't that bad. (laughs) It wasn't that bad, guys. She had a panic attack. She was trying to text me through her pencil and I told her (laughs) pencil don't work that way. She was living on on Gchat and on Facebook chat all the time. Selena cannot live without a phone. She tried to Snapchat with the with the Kodak camera. Right. All right. Not true. Disposable. Anyway. Well, I'm Melissa Fuchs. I'm making a movie, and it's called Stanley's uh, Becoming an Alcoholic. No, I'm kidding. Yes. No. I will, Stanley, I, we should be worried about you. Yeah, Stanley, what? I think you might need to go to a meeting. I, I have not drunk in, I'm like, just kidding. seven hours. No, just seven hours. Yeah. Well, I'm Melissa Fuchs. I'm your legal correspondent, which I guess puts me at the most risk to become an alcoholic, doesn't oh, it? Oh, God. <laughs> Based on my career choice. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Alyssa Fuchs. That's I-L-Y-S-S-A-F-U-C-H-S. Or on the fan page, yep, F-U-2. Um, or on the fan page at uh, facebook.com slash politically preposterous or on Twitter at Alyssa Fuchs, same spelling, or at poll preposterous for the fan page. And I am Jackie Cohen. Um, happy to be back this week. You can follow me on Twitter, on Instagram at Jackie Cohen, J-A-Q-I. C-O-H-E-N. Right, and we have a great show lined up, guys. We're going to start off talking about how the 2016 elections technically did not come to an end yet. Um, We know that Dr. Jill Stein has been pushing for a recount, so we're going to talk about that and if we think that, you know, we should be recounting these votes or should we just move on and accept the election for what it was and try to work with Donald Trump, which is still hard to say president-elect <laughs> Donald Trump, but I'm getting there. Bear with me, bear with me. And then later on, we're going to continue talking about Donald Trump because apparently his EPA pick for the Environmental Protection Agency is horrible. He's a climate change denier. He's very big on fossil fuels, and he basically wants to destroy the planet and human species. So he will be in charge of the EPA, and we're going to talk about how detrimental that is, not only to the environment, but also to the North Dakota Access Pipeline, which, because even though we won that battle, the war is not over, and the saga will continue once Trump gets elected. Later on in the show, Alyssa will tell everyone why, because again of Donald Trump, 
women's reproductive rights are in jeopardy. We see what's going on in Ohio, and this could even translate to something larger on a national scale. We'll be talking about how abortion rights, you know, we do have abortion rights because of Roe versus Raid, but that may be in jeopardy of being overturned because of the Supreme Court. Um, we'll see how we'll see his picks for the Supreme Court and we'll see how that affects things like abortion rights. So we, there is a lot to talk about. And of course, we always want you to let your voice be heard. You can do that by calling in at 212-650-6903. You can also tweet us at BeHeard underscore radio, our favorite intern. Well, our favorites, because we had Monty and now we have Asinette. So they are all our favorites. I yes. just want to put the disclaimer out there. But she is tweeting right now and she will be able to retweet you and tell us when you're tweeting us. So definitely do that. You can also leave comments on our Facebook live stream we love it when you do that and of course you can always leave a comment on Alyssa's politically preposterous facebook fan page don't go anywhere we're going on a quick break but we'll be right back and let your voice be heard I can't. Well, thank you for the Ratchet Trap music selection, Stanley. Welcome back, everyone. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. Again, my name is Selena Hill. I'm here with Stanley Fritz. He's on the PC Ones and Twos. Alyssa Fuchs, our resident legal scholar, and Jackie Cohen, everyone's most favorable, likable woman. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Oh, Including Stanley. No, 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 no. I, I, I hate Jackie with all of my heart, and I think she's a loser, and her hair is bad. That's anyway. <laughs> all right, guys. So we're starting. Starting off the show talking about the 2016 election cycle because for the most part for like the last year and a half it seemed like it would never end and technically as I mentioned before we went on break it still has it and guys if you have any comments or remarks or questions feel free to chime into the conversation by calling us up at 212-650-6903 or tweeting us at be heard underscore radio asana is on our twitter feed now so as i was mentioning green party presidential candidate dr jill stein she continues to push for a recount of votes in three states where donald trump won by a very narrow margin now those states are wisconsin Michigan and Pennsylvania and meanwhile in Nevada a partial recount of the race was also requested by an independent presidential candidate so that's going on there too 
So since Dr. Jill Stein launched this campaign last month, she managed to raise six, no, I think $7.2 million from over 140,000 donors, but she's faced obstacles in all three states. Um, So they started recounting ballots in Michigan, but recently a judge halted the recount. So that means that the certified results, which said that Donald Trump won by over 10,000 votes, those are the official Michigan results. We will never know. If he really won by that amount, Um, there's actually another hearing which will be in Pennsylvania, which will decide if a recount can begin there. That should be decided tomorrow, God willing, on Monday. So we'll see what happens. And then a federal judge has actually allowed Wisconsin's presidential uh, recount to move forward. So we'll see um, how they continue to count the votes there and um, whether or not the ballot, uh, the paper ballots will show any signs of hacking, which Dr. Jill Stein has also uh, pointed to. So in order, so basically like the, the, the bigger theme here is, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, can this actually mean that, you know, Clinton would win? Well, we know that she actually lost the electoral vote because of like these three states. If she would have got those three states, she probably would have became president. Um, Not probably. Would, would have. have. She <laughs> would have became president. And that's, you know, so there's no coincidence on why Jill Stein picked those states, if you ask me. But um, she says that she has no affiliation to Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton. She just is doing what the American people want because we, according to Jill Stein, do not trust the system. We do not trust the elect. Uh, we do not trust the fact that this system was not rigged and that there was there's some evidence of hacking, et cetera, et cetera. So before I <laughs> open up, so Stanley looks very, very bewildered and perplexed and probably wants to answer. Well, the first question that I actually wanted to throw out to the panel, and again, guys, if you are listening, feel free to call in or tweet us. Um, and I'll start with Stanley. Like, are you fundamentally for or against this? recount and why let me put my smart glasses on first <laughs> i like those glasses now that i know that two plus two is jesus i will <laughs> tell you the answer first off wasn't jill stein the same problematic white woman that spent two years saying hillary clinton was the same as donald trump she yeah. may have so now all of a sudden <laughs> she wants to help hillary clinton I, honestly, but she doesn't want to help hillary clinton no, she said she doesn't yes I, I believe she doesn't want to help hillary clinton i felt like she's making a last grab to raise as much money for her green party as possible because she knows that these recounts are probably not going to happen because in all three of those states republicans have a stronghold i agree with that but that doesn't mean i don't agree with the recount so, so you I, agree with so, yeah, stanley, I, so stanley yes or no do you agree with it with the recount yes I think it's necessary, yeah. I just don't like the person doing it. I hear that. I mean, so that's really my position, which is we have a situation where we mostly use um, either electronics or we use paper ballots that then get scanned using optical machines, which are also electronics. Um, Given that we know how easy it is to hack electronic devices in the modern world, I think that the only way to ensure the integrity of our elections is for us always to have maybe not a full recount, but at least a vote audit. It should be national. It should be automatic. It should happen after every election. Um, The purpose of it is to make sure that when I mark Hillary Clinton on my ballot and it then gets scanned through that optical scanner, that it gets recorded as a vote for Hillary Clinton. And the only way to know that nothing nefarious actually happened is to do a vote audit. Because if it turns out after a vote audit that they find that many of the paper ballots that were marked Hillary or 
Mark Trump were then scanned in and the vote was recorded as a different person, that speaks to a bigger picture. Now, I'm not saying that that's what has happened here because we don't know that. And that's exactly why I think that going forward, in order to ensure the integrity of American elections, we need to do this kind of vote audit and if if, if necessary, a further vote recount. Because at the end of the day, how do we know whether or not our election was hacked or not unless we check? Well, so I... I agree. And I agree with this recount. And I don't think it's going to result in Hillary Clinton becoming president. And at this point, I don't know that that would necessarily be a good thing for, you know, within our country. I mean, it would be good for her to be president. Right. But it wouldn't result. This isn't going to result in what everybody's hoping and dreaming for, that somehow he's not going to be the one. And then we're going to instate Hillary as president like that is not going to happen. But, you know, you get you hear a lot about voter fraud, right, which is not really an issue, but it gets a lot of media attention. And you don't hear a lot about voter suppression, which is very, very real in some states. I mean, the reason why we have the, um, you know, why it was such a big deal to um, dismantle parts of the Voting Rights Act was because voter suppression is real. It's more real in some states than others. um, But it's a really big problem and something that doesn't get enough attention. And if this recount, if nothing else, but it exposes incidents of voter suppression in these states and there's some change that can be made, therefore, then I think that this is a good thing. Well, here's the thing. Here's the next question that I want to throw at you guys. Are we being critical? Are we being hypocritical as people on the left? Like we all remember in the third presidential debate when Donald Trump said, I will not accept the election results or maybe I will. I'm going to leave you in suspense. It depends on if I win. And now that he and then everybody was up in arms saying that is undemocratic. We need to trust the, our system, our democracy and the American people. Now that he's lost and we're like, no, recount. Um, excuse me. Now that he's won, we're all like, recount, recount. Aren't we a little aren't we being a little hypocritical on the left? Well, a couple of things. Sixty two million people made an idiotic mistake by voting for Donald Trump. <laughs> and they're going to suffer the consequences. The That's second so thing objective. is the president, the presidential candidate is supposed to concede. Hillary Clinton did that did. months ago and she has not been the one pushing for these recounts. So we're right in that situation right there. We are OK. Two, this is the post fact era, as idiots keep on telling me. So it doesn't even matter if he lost anyway. No, but I'm saying as our re- as our reaction, hypocritical. We're private citizens. We I, have a right to be mad. I don't think so. And I've heard that argument a lot. And I think that it's only hypocritical when I, I heard somebody on the right, which w- who was making a lot of nonsense arguments, but made one really strong argument that I, I did agree with that. You know, you hear a lot from the left like, oh, we're in a divided time. Our country needs to unite together. This is the most divided time. And he was arguing, well, you wouldn't be arguing that if she had won. And I kind of think that's true. I don't think that we as a group right here in the studio would necessarily be arguing that this is the most divided time and we need to unite. However, we're upset with the result of this election. It came out on Friday that Russia may have done some tampering in the election. We don't know what yet. There's clearly something wrong that happened here. And so we're just demanding our rights as members of this democracy to see that people's votes were cast towards the correct candidate, right? That our democracy, we want to challenge our democracy and make sure that it's working in the right way. And if we fear that it's not, we should be able to look into that. So Jackie, maybe you think that wouldn't think this country was divided if Hillary Clinton won. I mean, I, I do. I, I think this country's divided, period. Yeah. And I think most people of color who are aware of the problematic ways of white people believe this country is divided whether Hillary won or not. I'm not arguing that at all. I think that I'm criticizing a lot of like white mainstream media folks who are saying, you know, on CNN or on NPR, even while this is divided times for our country that I don't think necessarily would have been bringing it to light as much if 
Hillary had won the election. I don't think that I mean, that is a big discussion that we're having right now. And it's I I personally know that that's true. Right. But I don't think that it would be such a national discussion the way it is now had the election turned out differently. Right. I mean, listen, I, I just wanted to answer Selena's original question. I don't think it makes us hypocritical either. And not beca- because I don't think we're not accepting the election results. There's a big difference between saying you're like not accepting the election results and saying that you want to verify the election electoral results, election results to make sure that there was integrity, to make right. sure that nothing nefarious happened. Those are two different things. If Donald Trump would have said at the debate, listen, I'll accept the election election results. However, that doesn't mean that I don't think they they should be held with integrity or I don't think we should check. That would be different. I mean, and just to speak to Stanley's point, yeah, it isn't Hillary Clinton that's asking for the recount. Her campaign is now going to go along with it because it's being done, but it's Jill Stein that's asking for the recount, and we can debate whether and what Jill Stein's motivations are. I personally, although I said I agree with the recount, I do think it is a money grab for for Jill Stein, which I know we're going to address later on in this conversation, but at the same time, you know, like there's still, like I said at the beginning, we should always have the, we should know that our election was done correctly. We should be able to have the peace of mind to know that somebody did not stick a flash drive into the voting machines that infected it with malware that flipped a whole bunch of votes and that we now live in a country where the person who actually won the election didn't win because, you know, at the end of the day, if Donald Trump won, and and then he won. But let's verify it and make sure that it's correct. And if it is, no problem. I accept the election results. I accept that Donald Trump won. I just want to make sure that that it's 100% accurate. Or maybe if we can't get to 100%, that we get it to as accurate as we can get it to so that we know with peace of mind that this was the correct outcome. I'm just going to be the one to say it. If Hillary Clinton won by a slight narrow majority, we would not be calling for uh, for them to recount, especially if it was that close. I mean... Maybe I should only speak for myself, but I feel like yeah, people on the left, like we, we would be like, no, like we would be like, yes, we need to recount the votes. If it meant jeopardizing Hillary Clinton as the declared winner, sure. who would be calling for that? I think yeah, but, that's- at the, but at the same time, it's our right to do that, right? I don't think it's hypocritical. Sure, I don't think that I would be so emphatic about Thank it. Thank you for admitting that. I don't think I would be. However, the right could be, right? Like it is our right. I mean, she won the election, the popular vote. By a tremendous margin, 2. right? 2.7 million That's votes. That's huge. And so there's something sketchy about it. And now we have intelligence coming out saying that Russia may have tampered with it. And they ha- can't even tell us what it is. Like, there's something not right that happened. And I don't think whether or not we would have been calling for this had she won, I don't think is as important as the fact that we have the right to demand a vote with integrity. Like right. Alyssa said, like, we have the right to ensure that this wasn't just like a one-time thing. And, you know, whatever happened, happened. Like, we can go back and make sure that these votes were cast for the correct person and that our election matters. And and uh, I will answer that, which is maybe I disagree, which is I, this is why there should never be a call for a recount. This is why we should have a national system for yeah. a vote audit after yes. every election, yes. because this whole idea of like, th- would we call for a recount? Is it hypocritical? Well, if this was just automatically triggered after every election, then it wouldn't be partisan. Right now, there's a lot of partisanship in it. I personally, yes, I think that maybe not a recount, but I think that there should be a vote audit Every single election, whether my candidate wins or whether the other candidate wins. And that may set me apart from other people in this room and other liberals in this country. But I just think that election integrity is one of the most important things. And if we don't want to have this conversation about the left is calling for a recount, the right is calling for the recount, depending on whose candidate won. Because I'll tell you, if Donald Trump would have lost by a slant margin, you better believe it that the right would have been calling for a recount, which is do away with all of that. 
vote audit after every election, no questions asked. Let's have integrity in the system. I agree with Alyssa 150,000%. And I think especially this election needs a recount because let's think about this. The narrative after Hillary Clinton lost the election was that the Democratic base didn't turn out. She has 2.7 million more votes than Donald Trump. And I think she's already passed the amount of votes that Barack Obama received she's in 2012. She's won the most votes as anybody in history. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. She only lost by a total of 164,000 votes. That's it. If Donald Trump would have lost and asked for a recount, I, honestly, I would have said let him have it. And I would have right. been confident because right. of those same right. exact numbers. Right. And let's, Which, let's be very clear about this. This is this is pretty much electoral college working the way it's supposed to work, but in three states where we know that active voter suppression was happening <laughs> because the governors there were actively trying to suppress votes. So, yes, we need a recount there and we should be having a voter audit every election. Maybe 2000 doesn't happen if we do that. Mm. Well, I mean, listen, uh, my whole thing, I, I sent out a tweet which ended up going viral like, about well, last week. And I said, if your candidate won fair and square, what do you have to worry about? Right. And that speaks to Jackie's point, which is it doesn't matter whether the Democrat wins or the Republican wins, which is if you are confident that your candidate won and your candidate actually won, then let it go forward. Don't make a big deal about it. But what's even more disgusting about it is on one hand, the Republican Party will say there's no fraud there's no you know there's no fraud donald trump won fair and square no fraud n no no evidence of any fraud on the other hand they'll go to court and argue that the reason why we need voter id laws is because fraud 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 right. it's rampant fraud 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 so which one is it do they want to well, go well, with well, do they want to go with the narrative that there's no fraud or do they want to go with the narrative that there is fraud because that's how they're suppressing the vote but what if you're not confident that your candidate won so, fair and square yeah, exactly. what what if it's like well I I would have hoped that Hillary Clinton won by any means necessary because now our whole country is in jeopardy. So well, I don't know. Our whole country's I mean, in jeopardy because 62 million crazy people, mostly white people, with a sprinkle of Uncle Tom's, decided that they wanted to vote for a sociopath and they're going to suffer greatly for it. That's why we're in danger. We're also in danger because the institution of white supremacy and sexism is still strong here. The the electoral college just assisted with that with that execution. I mean, listen, but the other thing about, you know, the other thing about it is just like that as, you know, people want to say Jill Stein won more votes than Hillary lost by in Michigan in, and in, in, the, in Pennsylvania and in Wisconsin. And that may be true. But that also speaks to the bigger question, which is you can blame Jill Stein, but that assumes that those people were going to go out and vote for Hillary Clinton if they didn't, if Jill Stein wasn't on the ballot. And I don't necessarily think that's true. Barack Obama made a ton of trips to Wisconsin to campaign there in 2012, in 2000. You know how many times Hillary Clinton went to Wisconsin? Not that much. So we also need to look at it like maybe once or twice. We need to look at the mirror in the mirror also and say, you know, what could have Hillary done better to increase her chances of winning right. in the three Rust Belt right. states that she lost? According to the updated exit polls, not talk about race so much because it made white people uncomfortable. Jackie? Well, that's Jackie? No. <laughs> no, I think that, you know, at the end of the day, like refs in the NFL review every touchdown, right? They review on film every single touchdown to make sure that it was accurate. Why is the NFL holding their players more accountable than we are holding our democracy by reviewing a vote after, you know, if, in case of discrepancy? If the NFL refs can review every single touchdown to the millisecond to see that, you know, it was an accurate play, we should do the same thing with our democracy. I don't think it's that ridiculous, but I think a lot of people are more concerned whether or not a touchdown was legitimate than a vote was. 
listen, you know, Jill Stein, maybe she could lose her time out if she loses the recount. Well, on that note, we do have to take a quick break. But speaking of Jill Stein and integrity, we're going to raise some questions about, again, why she is even doing this. When we get back from this break, don't go anywhere. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard. I am not throwing away my shot. We are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM WHCR, the voice of Harlem. If you are just tuning in, this is the most handsome Miss Stanley Fritz. You can find me on Twitter at Stan Fritz, where I get retweeted 300 times for talking about shooting your shot in the streets. I'm also here with Selena Hill. Her Twitter isn't important. Jackie Cohen, <laughs> we don't want to talk about her. Alyssa Fuchs, and of course, Ashnet on the internet making your edges sweat because she's on Poppin' Zek. I don't know what that last part meant. It was it Selena, you're a hater. I can't. When Stanley gets like a fresh shape up, whatever, you just take that. Your ego just goes through the roof. <laughs> Why, uh, and, and, your, and your glasses. Let me tell you how good I look right now. Ashnet has kept the camera on me even though you've been talking. You know what? That's no, no, how no, good you it, keep look. It, keep it, keep it. Just I just. cannot. I can't with Stanley. All there right, go, guys. That's so, what's going on. We, did we get a comment you said? Yeah, no. We did get a comment. Oh, okay. So, Ashnet said we had a comment. I'm sure she'll get to that comment in one second, but go ahead, Selena. Great. So, we're back, guys. Where we left off, we were talking about the 2016 recount. Apparently, everyone in this room wants a recount. And as I said before we went on break, the left is calling for the recount because Donald Trump won by a very slim margin and he lost the popular vote by a historic number. So, of course, we're up in arms because he's a horrible person and now he's the leader of the free world. Alyssa made a great point and said we should have uh, election audits every single time there's an election to avoid partisanship. So now, speaking of integrity, which is something we talked about, and Jill, Dr. Jill Stein's call for this recount, I want to just point out that in 2012, Dr. Stein raised 839 thousand dollars for her campaign then in 2016 she raised 3.5 million for her campaign but for the recount the huffington post reports that she raised 7.2 million dollars so the question i want to throw out to the panel is is this dr jill stein's way of raising money and and actually some people are calling it a fundraising scam or is she legitimately concerned about election integrity just like we are in the room? Stanley? She has to know, like the rest of us, that this recount probably isn't going to achieve anything besides just a recount and showing that things might have been funny. So the ultimate goal is for her to raise money for the Green Party, which if you're a Green Party supporter, that might be a good thing for you. For the rest of us, it's a cheap hustle. But, you know, I've always said Joe Stein is kind of funny business to me, and she's proving it. Right. I mean, listen, I agree with that. Right now, Jill Stein has raised $7.3 million towards this recount, um, which is more money than Jill Stein raised during the entire electoral, uh, you know, basically season when she was actually running for president. That said, she isn't lying about it. If you go to her website and you read what she writes, she's very, very clear that if, you know, these recounts don't go forward and if this money is not spent on the recounts, that they will then use this money to as she says, continue to fight for voters' rights um, and to continue to fight for democracy and to stand up for election justice and integrity. I'm quoting these things from her website. Um, And, you know, she basically says, so it's not as if she's trying to pull one over and 
police people and say like, oh, you know, give me this money and I'm going to do X, Y, Z. I mean, she, you know, like, and and this is where it's going to get spent. I mean, she's telling people that up front. So, you know, going into it that whatever money she doesn't spend on the recounts themselves are going to go into her coffers. And if you're okay with that, then I don't see that so much as being a problem. But at the same time, I do think it's kind of suspect that you hardly raised any money for the entire basically year and a half that you were running for president. And then now, after the election's over, you raise $7 million. It's like, come on. Like, what's really going on? Jackie, are you okay with that? I mean, I don't. I don't think of it as necessarily suspect. She's doing what everybody does, right? She's capitalizing on the moment and she's taking advantage of that. I don't know that people really understand necessarily that point that you made that, um, you know, some money will go to this recount effort, but whatever's left over will go to her coffer. Like, I don't. Yeah, right. Like, I don't. No, go on. I and so maybe that's disingenuous, but like I think that it's fair to assume like you know people are throwing money at her because she's the one taking this on and they are comfortable with that, and whether or not they feel comfortable with her using the leftover money to run, I I don't know, but I don't know that it's necessarily. I don't think it's the shadiest part of this whole story. So you're so Jackie, you're okay with that. I'm fine with it. I don't think it's the shadiest part of the story either. I'm just, my thought is that a lot of the people that are donating this money, one, are people that don't have a lot of money, right? So they're giving away what little bit they have to Jill Stein. And number two, they're doing it because they see it as a last ditch effort for Hillary to win the election. When at least everybody in this room, and I think a lot of other people know that, you know, while we agree that this is good for election integrity and it should happen and we should do it, it's not going to actually change the outcome of the election. And so I see it as like a lot of people who don't really have a lot of money, who can't really necessarily afford to make a donation, um, but are doing it anyway because they seem to think they like maybe didn't go read the website info like I did. And they seem to think by donating this money, it may change the outcome. Now, if you're donating this money with the full knowledge that it's not going to change the outcome, then fine, by all means. But I'm just it worries me that people are parting with their hard earned money because they think it's going to change something. You made the point when in reality it's not going to. An audit should be mandatory no matter what and it's and i think that you made that brought that point home with the fact that it shouldn't be upon the people that can't even afford this to make this recount happen it should just be an automatic if there it it should be part of the system already yeah Jill Stein perpetuated the, the rule, the, the fallacy that Hillary Clinton was the equation of Donald Trump, that they were the same person, and it didn't matter who you voted for. She did this for a year and a half. She tried to get Bernie Sanders to run on the Green Party because Hillary was so evil, and she called him a sellout when he decided to support um, Hillary Clinton. There were a lot of other people who did the same exact thing. So I don't understand it, and this is not towards you particularly, Alyssa, but I don't understand this confusion now that she's using this, that this, this mechanism which she knows will not get Hillary the White House to pretty much raise money for the Green Party or for her next uh, presidential run, which will be another waste of time. <laughs> this is this is what? this is. There are plenty of people, not just Jill Stein, who have been involved in this process, including people who didn't vote or people who decided to vote for Donald Trump because they didn't think he'd win or they want a quote-unquote revolution to happen that put us in this situation. And while yes, these mandatory audits should be happening and they're not happening. You know, let Jill Stein raise her money because she'll do the same thing four years now that she did this past election and we'll be right here not having that same conversation about her. Oh, wow. Well, well, that's pretty powerful. I just want to say it sounds like Stanley's saying, yeah, we need a recount or we need to have these yes, audits, have- but you're just not in support of Dr. Jill Stein whatsoever. Well, and, and here's, here's, here's my thing about it, because I feel like Jill Stein, like Alyssa says, Jill Stein is taking money from people who don't have a lot of money to give to 
for this dream that's not going to happen. That was my problem with her and some of Bernie Sanders' policies from the, from the beginning. They're promising things they know they cannot achieve, and you're just talking all this stuff to these people, and then they support you, and when you can't, and then you don't have to actually live up to your promises because you will never be in office. And then instead of falling back and playing her position or just talking about her politics, she went out of her way to demonize someone who, yes, is problematic, but B, is not incompetent, a racist, a xenophobe, a homophobe, a rapist, or unfit to be president. President. And now we have someone who is uh, all those things as president, and she's using that fear to, quote unquote, push for a recount stuff her coppers. Jackie? So I guess my question then, Stanley, to you, and I, I don't, you know, I'm not like this isn't a loaded question. I just yeah. want to know what you think. Like, do you think it's better to have the recount with the knowledge that a lot of this money is going to go back to her campaign that she doesn't then deserve to have? Or it, would it be better to not have a recount and not? empower her with, with have the recount and this is not going to happen obviously the rest of the money should either be returned or donated to a charity Ooh, oh yeah, no I, I think the green party should have that the money green, the, let me tell you something about the green party it. the green party is a weak non-existent non-existent party that does nothing but runs for president every four years and does not build any kind of infrastructure in local offices anywhere and they always blame it on the fact that they don't have enough funding when parties like the working families party have been doing it for years the green party is a joke and a fallacy for white hippies to feel good about themselves because they're so far against the establishment but not actually do anything i'm not with it tell us how you really feel stanley (laughs) i mean listen i agree with that i've said from the beginning like you know the one thing i do you know i'll I'll take i'll just twist that a little bit which is i have a friend who ran on a blue green fusion ticket we actually had him on this show that was eric bjorn in south carolina uh if you missed that exclusive interview should definitely go back to our archives and check it out but that would be a great way for the green party to get more involved and move their way forward which is you know a lot of people don't like it but we really do have a two-party system it's built into our constitution in no uncertain terms i've written about this at length when I've written about the 12th Amendment and about how if no candidate gets to 270 electoral votes, uh, then the House of Representatives picks the president and that if we had a legitimate third party, we would almost always end up in a situation where we would split the electoral votes and the House would decide. Um, You know, even if you look back historically when you had the Federalists and the Anti-Federalists and the Whigs, we've never, whenever a third party has risen, another party has folded, essentially, and we've ended up back into the two-party system. So I think the best way for the Greens to move forward is to have blue-green fusion tickets, or at least, as you say, to start from the bottom up versus trying to run from the top down. That said, to address this issue of like where the money is going and who's going to afterwards, I mean, and like Jackie said it, but I'll repeat it, and I think it's it, it needs to be continued to repeat it, which is if we just had a taxpayer vote audit after every election, then we wouldn't have to have this conversation about Jill Stein raising money and people having to donate money. It would just be, a you know, part and parcel of our everyday electoral system. And, you know, then no money would end up in the Green Party's coffers or in the Democratic Party's coffers. They'd have to raise that money elsewhere from outside sources, not under the auspices of a recount. It would because it would be already be happening and would be paid for by our tax t- taxpayer money. So I have a question, Selena. Well, actually, never mind. Never mind. Go ahead. You sure? Yeah. All right, guys. So unfortunately, we are bringing this conversation to a close. But what I will say that the call for the recount did accomplish is it showed uh, that a number of outrageous things have been taking place in state in the state electoral process. Um, You know, a number of votes, uh, a number of ballots were suspiciously did were blank when it came to choosing a presidential uh, candidate. And we see that like there was um there was calls there was even some suspicion when it came to like 
like recounting them. I think like the boxes were already open. I mean, there's basically like a lot of suspicion and evidence that fraud may be going on. And basically it points to the fact that we definitely need a reform. The final question that I want to ask the panel and you can add in any other remarks that you that you would like. But, um, you know, what what can we and should we be doing now? And I also want to just say, you know, second part to this question is. If it turns out that there was a hack and Hillary Clinton was supposed to actually win the election, um, how would you guys feel about that? Right. So, I mean, I guess I'll address this. I want to draw a distinction. I'll answer your question in a half a second. I want to draw a distinction between hack, voter fraud and, uh, you know, um, and and influence on the election, which I I know we wanted to talk about and maybe we can talk about in the news roundup with respect to Russia, um, because there's voter fraud, which is really something that Republicans use to try and do voter suppression, when in reality, there is very, very little in-person voter fraud. Um, and Republicans have been pushing this as a way to disenfranchise, uh, you know, communities of color, essentially, uh, from being able to vote, whereas voter suppression is a huge problem. And there's so many people out there that are actually unable to vote because of voter suppression that comes from the idea that there is fraud. Now, that is different from there potentially being malfeasance with the vote being hacked um, and other things that occur after the fact. So I think it's really important that we draw that distinction and that we make it very clear that there is no in-person voter fraud. Um, and when it does occur, it's very, very rare that Donald Donald Trump's allegations that millions of people voted illegally um, actually undermined his position that there should not be a recount in the first place, but isn't actually true. But that we also acknowledge that there could be malfeasance in the process. Now, that said, I've already sort of given the solution as to what I think we should do, a.k.a. automatic audit and then possible recount after the fact. But I also think that the big thing that we also need to work on is not being so caught up in this and really more focusing on the actual voter suppression that is occurring and figuring out how we can fix that. I saw a great proposal the other day for Democrats helping people who need voter IDs to actually facilitate them getting them before the next election so that we can stop arguing about whether or not voter ID laws are unconstitutional or suspicious and just make sure the people that should that we want to have voting actually have the IDs so that they can vote. Um, so I think that's really where we should shift our efforts after this to push for this automatic audit, but also push for helping people get the IDs and comply with these laws so that voter suppression becomes less of a problem and that we publicize where it is a problem so that we can deal with that. I agree with everything Alyssa said, of course. I think that we need an automatic audit. I, You know, if Hillary Clinton were somehow to become president as a result of this, obviously I do not think that's going to happen because it's not. It doesn't undo the fact that millions of Americans voted for Donald Trump. It doesn't undo the spike in hate crimes in New York City after the election. You know, it doesn't undo the fact that a park close to my house was swastikaed with Go Trump. Um next to it like it doesn't undo a lot of these bigger problems than just who happens to be president right donald trump is one person but look at who put him into the position he's in now it's millions of americans that believe that he is the best man for the job and putin and Sorry. putin right um but it doesn't undo the fact that people wanted him there right and so yeah she can become president and obviously that would be better in the short term for um, a lot of people whose lives are going to become much much worse as soon as he takes office and takes the oath, oath on January 20th. But um, it doesn't undo the fact that we this is the country that we live in and we have like held a mirror up to our faces. And there's a lot of issues that 
we need to address that are not going to change whether regardless of who's president. And so those are the things that we also need to be working to to fix. Thank you. So I'm going to be making sure I say this anytime we have a conversation about the election or our current president. 62 million people voted for Donald Trump. The majority of them were white people. Let's be very clear about this. And and a, and a big portion of that group of white people were knuckle-dragging racists who either fear or hate people of color or people who don't look like them or have a problem with other religions. And I don't apologize for their for their trashness. That They just are what they are. And then within the mixture of those other voters are Uncle Toms, black, Latino, Asian, Middle Eastern, whatever you want to call them, but they're all just disgraces to their races. And now, having said that, those idiots elected Trump into office. He's our president. We need to have election audits. It's probably not going to change anything in relation to this this potential, this current election. The same way that even though we know Gore probably should have been president in 2000, it didn't really change anything. Moving forward, I don't have time to talk about math math and numbers with Jill Stein. I had to worry about finding a way to make sure that the person going into the EPA doesn't destroy our drinking water and creates 50 flints across the U.S. And I also had to make sure that the person who is going to be the Secretary of State isn't releasing a contract so ExxonMobil can start drilling in the ocean to make money with Russia. And I had to fight and make sure that Donald Trump is not here making a registry for Muslim people. So pretty much, I had to go to war against white people and Donald Trump for the next four years and make sure I'm protecting people of color, underrepresented people, and women. But because apparently 62 million people didn't think that they were important enough to do so. So that's what I'll be doing. And while I'm doing that, I'll be taking out time from my day to make sure you guys all know Donald Trump is unqualified. He is a racist. He is a rapist. He is a garbage for a human being. And I will never support him as president. He's president of the United States because 62 crazy people said so. And I had to respect that. I respect the title of the presidency. But this creature that is sitting in our office, this wet Cheeto, is not our leader. <laughs> All right. Well, with that said, I, you know, I, I will say I understand and I respect that position a lot. I think that a recount is um, for, for the most part, what it's accomplished is just putting a spotlight on the fact that we need voter reform. We desperately need that here in the country moving forward. And I will say that people on the left who are outraged and who are extremely upset about Donald Trump and his election pick and his cabinet picks. I think that we should also be donating, putting energy, effort and our resources towards making sure that we're protecting the most marginalized people in our country who will be hurt and, and disaffected by his choices most and making sure that we continue to uh, galvanize, organize, and mobilize around the 2018 election so that we can have more of a stay, say, when it comes to Congress and holding the executive branch accountable. On that note, we do have to take a quick break, but don't go anywhere. When we come back, we're heading straight into the news roundup right here on Let Your Voice Be Heard. Guys, we are back. You love these shoes? Is that what you were saying? Yes, juice. You were saying juice. No, I said, I love juice. I love juice. All these damn that you get away with saying that. That's why I'm Jewish, duh. We are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM, WHCR, the voice of Harlem. If you are just tuning in, this is Stanley Fritz with Alyssa Fuchs, Jackie Cohen, Ashnet on the internet with the head bonnet looking real cool with the hoop earrings, and Selena Cat Daddy Hill, who may have gotten her hair cut because it looks a little bit shorter, but in a good way. And she also has hoop earrings. 
earrings, but they don't hang low Why like a real G. Why are you talking about how every does. woman in this studio looks right now? We're going to start objectifying you again. That's it. <laughs> I mean, start. You Those guys pants aren't tight me. enough, Stanley. No, yeah. they are pretty tight, honestly. <laughs> There's, like, these pants are really... All right, you know what? Anyways, guys, we are back. And if you missed the first half Stanley of the show... Stanley, with these glasses on. We, we were talking about the recount. They're trying to objectify me, but you know what? I am more than my amazing body. All right? And we were talking about the recount and how Jill Stein is using this recount to raise funds for her campaign as well as do recounts. And now we're moving on to the news <laughs> roundup because even though we like to talk about Jill Stein and some of her problematic ways, my opinion, not theirs, we, we also have some other things to talk about, like how Russia has been computing their computers. Right. So, you know, we are now getting to a lot of information coming from the CIA about Russia's potential influence on this election. Uh, we know that Putin intervened in the election, although Donald Trump says we have no proof of that, apparently, on Sunday morning shows this morning. He totally discredited it and says that Democrats are just mad because they're babies that lost the election, uh, which isn't true because we have all our major intelligence agencies saying that Russia did, in fact, intervene. So what we know is that Russian actors um, stole data from the DNC and turned it over to WikiLeaks, which was then published to hurt Hillary Clinton. Now, we could have a side debate about whether or not what happened in the Clinton campaign uh, was good or bad. And a lot of people have said, you know, they shouldn't have had those conversations because of the potential that they might have leaked. But that's a separate conversation. We know that Russian hacked two U.S. voter databases. We know that WikiLeaks published stolen data from Clinton's campaign chairman, um, but had similar data from Trump that they did not publish. We know that Russian-controlled media outlets campaigned openly for Donald Trump, and we know that Russia had contacts with Trump during the campaign. Uh, what we do not know is, did Russia transfer the data it stole to WikiLeaks? Did WikiLeaks obtain data and Trump uh, on Trump and the GOP, but did not release it and only released it on Hillary? Um, did they intend to elect Donald Trump, uh, among with many other questions about whether or not they actually manipulated or tampered with the election and whether they will in the future. And that's why we need an investigation. Well, well, here's the thing. There's overwhelming evidence, and the CIA has came out and said that, that not only did Russia hack, but they did it in favor of Donald Trump. They also right. have a. They also hacked into the DNC, but they didn't. The I mean, excuse me, the RNC. Thank Republican you. Republican National Right, Committee. right. But they didn't necessarily put too much spotlight on the corruption Any? going on there. Right. So it's. I mean, and the thing is, if we also look at it. Vladimir Putin benefits more with Donald Trump being president. He did not want Hillary Clinton to be president whatsoever, and he did play a major part in influencing yeah. it. But I mean, another thing. Well, another thing that really irks me is Donald Trump's response has been, "Well, we can't really trust the CIA because they're the ones who said Osama bin Laden. Osama bin Laden had weapons no, of mass destruction. No, well, he Saddam said Osama. Hussein, no, well, it's wrong. My fault. Well, the thing is, <laughs> well. I just feel like if he would have at least made an argument saying that, well, I looked at the evidence, I read the report, and I don't think it leads to the same conclusion, then I would have been like, okay. But all he's saying is, oh, the CIA has been wrong t uh, uh, 10 years ago, so they're probably wrong again. It's kind of a sick Alyssa? burn, though. It's, it's a sick burn, but it was George Bush and Dick Cheney who perpetuated the idea that Iraq had weapons of mass destruction, not necessarily the, I the CIA. And then also, we know now, because of years of extensive research, the Bush administration put a lot of pressure on the CIA to say that they had that and even the information that they had was faulty and not enough to actually say they had weapons of mass destruction with that being said every agency is allowed to make a mistake Donald Trump is a person that does not believe in facts and that's fine I know that he's a problematic white person and by problematic I mean garbage but what I'm really upset about is people on the left who are using the same argument to dismiss this to, to dismiss this what kind of crack are you guys smoking <laughs> what are you talking about? who on the left is saying that Stanley? Yeah, I've heard 
So, like, maybe I live on Twitter too much, but I've seen plenty of people who are Bernie supporters or were Jill Stein supporters saying, oh, well, you know, the, the CIA messed up. They messed up the vote on, um, they messed up the Iraq weapons of mass destruction thing, so of course they got to be lying about this. And that's really what? enraging, because when you start co-signing things that Donald Trump says, I think you've had too much Hennessy. Listen, Putin just wants somebody to go shirtless horseback riding with, <laughs> and he wants it to be Trump, and he wants a, a corrupt politician buddy, so he, you know. But, but another thing is for Donald Trump to degrade and dismiss the intelligence community to this level and degree just shows that when Whoa. he becomes president, imagine with them saying like, President Trump, we just did a, a number of research, we did a lot of research and data and facts in Afghanistan and Syria, and this is what intelligence shows, and he might say, well, you know what, if it's yeah. not in my political interest, I'm going to degrade it, dismiss it, exactly. and say that you guys were wrong 10 years ago. Yeah, and that is extremely scary. Because but you know that if he had lost the election, he would be all over this. For you know, if it didn't benefit him, he would be all over it. Because he started perpetuating this myth of voter fraud in a different way when he thought that he was definitely going to lose, which right? And polling have. showed which polling showed that he was going to, and we all trusted it, I guess. Um, well, so he, the power of white people. Yeah, I mean, he would have been, I think, all over this had it not been in his favor. But because it points to benefiting him he just wants to step away and say oh there's no corruption everything's everything's great can we great. stop talking about this walking cheeto uh, sure. unfortunately yes. we can't for the next four years because <laughs> yeah. when we take our finger off the pulse that's when things like the holocaust happen honestly oh, and like yeah. i don't want to take it that far but it's like that's oh, when people there, turn when people turned a blind eye to what was going on in germany in the 1930s yeah. and they you know literally the concentration camps were in their backyards and they like rode past them and tried to pretend as if it wasn't going on so like you know it. unfortunately we 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 can't stop talking about this Cheeto. We have to keep our finger on the pulse. I mean, that said, there was some promising things coming out these days, which is there are Republican senators now coming out saying we do need to investigate Russia's interference into the 2016 election. I found myself actually agreeing with Joe Walsh for the first time ever yesterday, where even Joe Walsh, who is like you a lie, Joe. What? No, that's oh, Joe so Wilson. God, okay. Uh, uh, no, Joe Wilson. Um, this is Joe Walsh, who is a former senator, who is like a crazy right-wing type of guy who I like basically have never, ever agreed with in my life, tweeted yesterday, Republican silence will be tantamount to treason. Call for an investigation. Foreign governments cannot pick our president. I mean, it's pretty well, serious. I don't really take Republicans too seriously because they're probably going to say they found nothing. But we do have a caller on the line, Tamon from Texas, but really from New York City and Connecticut. Tamon, let your voice be heard. Yeah, th this isn't Tamon, this is Ben. But um, yeah, what I wanted to talk about is like, maybe hopefully it's not too much of a non sequitur, but it's just really important for activists like you guys that we should make sure that all of us have two-factor authentication on our email and using apps like Signal. Um, this is like something when we were talking about this, like Russian hacking and all these things, like the techniques that they use are not very advanced. Um, they're actually quite simple. And so it's really to your advantage. And this is really important, I think, to all the listeners, hopefully, is to turn on two-factor authentication on your email and use apps like Signal for all kinds of communication that even things that you might not think would be sensitive, you should put them on these apps because nothing is secret anymore. And it's really important that we protect ourselves. Thank, Thank you, you for that, Ben. And what the heck? You didn't tell. I said Tamar. You didn't say anything, Ben. Go ahead. <laughs> That's still your fault. So that was my very smart. Very cute boyfriend um, who's a programmer who has also terrified me because he is very aware of how easy it is to be hacked. Right. And and has taught me a lot about the importance of like protecting your stuff and protecting your email and your text because, you know, like 
um, Apple messaging is not encrypted, but things like Signal are, um, so people can't hack into it as easily. Um, but yeah, we all need to, like, this is the world that we're living in now, right? It's not just our elections, it's our, like, day-to-day lives, it's our emails, it's our phones, you know, like, you take pictures that maybe you don't want other people to see and kind of take it for granted that it just lives on your phone. Like, we all need to be more protective of ourselves and our identities because it's very easy for people and it's not just on this like big global scale it's like within our own lives that people can infiltrate and expose us for things that we don't I mean be really quickly at. before we move on I mean you should go watch it for yourself but if you haven't been watching South Park this season yeah um, I mean it's basically brilliant. touched on all of this it's been really really brilliant and it culminated in the episode this week where essentially you know this program troll trace is going to release everybody's internet history and you're going to be able to go online and look up any website that anybody's ever visited and it throws the world into chaos. And I won't give away the conclusion of the episode. I'll instead directly direct you to go watch it um, yourself. But, I mean, it's really a concern. You know, we've put so much stuff on the Internet and all of that stuff could become public. And you have to think about that every time you go online, what websites you visit, what you say, who you talk to, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I, we do have a comment on the Facebook fan oh. page. Meredith Barnes says, attacking the CIA, that was the craziest part to me. I'm with you, Selena. So <laughs> having, thank you, Meredith, for leaving a comment. Keep commenting on the fan page and on Twitter and on Facebook and on Political Preposterous. We'll get to you. I want to move things over a little bit. So we've been talking about one garbage white man. Let's talk about another one. Walt. <laughs> Walter Scott. So, officers, not Walter Scott, but Officer Slager, the mm. man who shot Walter Scott five times in the back, was on trial. And guess what? Even though there was video footage of him shooting this black man in the back and then throwing a taser on his dead body to make believe that the black man had attacked him, his trial ended in a mistrial. Why? Because at least one, one. and potentially five, because the one of the jurors has actually come out and said that more than one person did not want to give a guilty verdict. So at least one person, and potentially up to five jurors, were not sure that Michael Slager needed to go to jail. Well, well here, here's the thing, and I think that... It's, it's really hard to grapple with because it's like here we have video evidence of this black man unarmed being shot five times in the back and then a cop trying to plant evidence. And it's like, well, it's so obvious. Duh, he is guilty. But then when you have 11 white people sitting on that jury with just one black man and it's in Charleston, South Carolina, mm-hmm. which has a a horrible history of racism, Jim Crow, slavery, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, should we really, really be that shocked and surprised when, again, Americans just chose Donald Trump, who has run a political platform on racism and xenophobia and has won the election. If he I mean, if this is the person that won the election and these are the people that voted for him, should we still be that shocked? The answer is yes. I'm we also, still should be that shocked. I'm also against xenophobia. Wait, yes, question. Stop <laughs> xenophobia. Yeah, we're That's not. We're not fans of xenophobia. Was the jury completely white? No, it's 11 white people with one black man. Okay. <laughs> well, well, I mean, like, let me speak about this for a legal perspective for a second. So it ended in a mistrial, which is not an acquittal, which right. means there is likely going to be another trial. Um, be. So so that is good. So, like, let's let's not put the cart before the horse, because, you know, we may get a conviction after all. Now, that said, um, the prosecutor's strategy in this case was was interesting. Right. Um, they had a feeling that the defense was going to argue that had um, Walter Scott, like, not gotten out of his car and started running away that nothing would 
have ever happened. And the defense likely would have argued that and that by him getting out of his car, just getting out of his car, scared this police officer, which I disagree with. But I'm just, you know, that's what the defense would have argued. Okay, And so in order to deal with that issue um, up front, the prosecution sort of acknowledged that in their opening statements and essentially said they were trying to nullify it. Like, had Walter Scott stayed in his car that day, he would have still been alive. Now, that's a really interesting statement for the prosecution to make because that's normally a statement you hear from the defense. And a lot of people are like, huh? Like, why'd the prosecution throw the victim under the bus from the beginning? And they don't understand that. Well, I mean, I sort of understand that is that they wanted to nullify that. They didn't want to let the defense use that as their argument. So they figured they were going to put that up up front. Now, we could debate till the end of kingdom come as to whether or not that was a good strategy or not. But it's very, very interesting when the prosecutor blames the victim in the opening statement wow. against the defendant. So that is really do weird. Do you think that's probably what helps some people not be able to gonna come to I a I mean, conviction? some people, it, it's one part. At the end of the day, I know you said it was five. Potentially. But potentially five. But at the end of the day, when they sent the final notes to the jury, there was literally only one person. They Have you ever seen the movie um, where there's, of course, the name is escaping me right now, but where they're sitting around and they're debating whether or not. And Twelve it's Angry Men. Twelve Angry Men. Thank you. And they're debating whether or not somebody did the crime or not. And it starts off with everybody goes in the room and says the guy is guilty. And over time, except for one person, and that one person is able to convince these people why there's all these holes in the evidence and why this person is actually not guilty. It's actually like the flip side of this situation, right? I mean, so what I have a feeling is when they went in there, there was maybe five people that were on the fence and the other five jurors convinced them that this person was guilty and then they started going along and that brought you now up to 10 jur- 11 jurors, I'm sorry, um, which left one person. Now, this one person is problematic to me as a, as a criminal defense attorney. Well, and also just looking at that as the criminal justice system because this person said from the very beginning he would have a problem giving a a guilty uh, now anytime that happens if somebody literally in the jury box says that they would have a problem finding somebody guilty they should have been struck from the jury to begin with so I see there being two problems which is one the biggest problem this person never should have been on the jury Um, number two being you know whether or not the prosecutor handled this victim blaming right now we could, like I said, debate that. The prosecutor may have actually done a service by handling it that way so that the defense couldn't raise it and tried to mitigate it from the start. Um, but the bigger problem is with, as you said, who's in the jury pool? Who's in the jury pool goes based on voter registration, right? Who's registered to vote based on voter ID laws and things like that? And like, so that's where our conversation in the first segment sort of ties into that. That's why you really have like a, a small number of black people in the jury pool to begin with and why you end up with a situation where there's only one black person in the jury at all. So that that's a real problem that we need to look at about who's on our juries and who we're picking. Um, and, you know, but right. my, ultimately, let's wait and see what's going to happen with the retrial. I mean, well, there's a yeah i was just gonna get to that as well well stanley your mic wasn't on so there is another retrial going on well not a retrial dylan roof the white man who shot nine black church goers while they were praying uh june 2015 i believe um in also in uh, uh charleston um he's facing federal charges for a hate crime so i mean I just don't know if I could live in that city right now where you have the white man who shot and killed another black man just, you know, that was declared a mistrial. Now you also have a white terrorist on trial. I I don't know if I would feel safe in that city. I mean, listen, a slightly different situation, at least with this, because Walter Scott's killer was tried in state court, um, which has different rules than where um, Dylan Roof is being tried, which is federal court. And the federal system is much different. Um, It's, you know, much, much more stringent. Um, I 
I hate to jump the gun, but I almost think it's guaranteed that he's going to be convicted. And like, I think he knows that also because originally he like fired his lawyers and told the judge he was going to represent himself throughout the whole trial. And then he asked the judge, can I have my lawyers back just for the trial right. part? But I want to represent myself during sentencing. I mean, he admitted he he, he did the crime. It's on video. Uh, you know, his confession. There's How long a, before we electrocute him? Um, I mean, that's another, that's all I care about. Well, lethal I mean, injection. We. Yeah, that's let, an, let's just that, burn him to hell already. I don't care. I mean, that, that that's another debate over the death penalty. That I'm like, 100% for the death penalty for him. Kill him, bring him back to life, kill him again. <laughs> we have a call on the line. Ms. Deborah, let your voice be heard. Hi, how you doing? We're Listen, good. Uh, in, in terms of this case, I don't think that, uh, to me, it just appears that the, the district attorney's office, they knew exactly what they were doing. And the defense attorney's office, they knew exactly what they were doing. And they're going to wait, and they're going to put another case in there, and they're going to wait until Trump gets in there, and then they're going to let him loose. So you go ahead and you play those games, and you sit on your little show, and you just get, like, real happy because it's going to get worse. And as for this young person that killed those people, didn't he kill a state attorney, I mean a state senator? He did? Yeah. A state senator. Yeah. Yeah, okay. state I, senator. I thought when she said attorney, that threw me off. Yeah, I think yeah. there was a state senator yes, in the did. church. Pigney. The, Trump, Trump better not. They, like they're, These people are going to go to jail because if they don't, my dad had a hearing, a saying that he said in a deep Caribbean accent, which I will not replicate, but he said, if you're not, if you're not here, you're going to feel. And right. trust me, white yeah. people, keep not listening. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of that, last but not least, when it comes to stories in the news roundup, and thank you so much for Some calling Some of us in, are Ms. listening, to be fair, Stanley. Some of us are not listening. Not enough. 62 million wasn't listening. Yeah. They're about to get something, though. No. Well, thank you, uh, Ms. Deborah, for uh, calling in, guys. Uh, last but not least, Donald Trump was declared Times Person of the Year reactions. I just want to say, before people get, you know, are up in arms around it, uh, Vladimir Putin was declared Person of the Year. Right. Um, uh, Staten was the undeclared Person of the Year. Um, Stalin. Um, so it, it's like I think they they choose these controversial figures yeah. on purpose. But the only thing that I found a huge problem with was the fact that Donald Trump won over Beyonce because she was also in the running this year. It was Hillary Clinton, no. Beyonce, or Donald that. Trump, I didn't and they know went that. with Trump. Yep. Oh, never, yeah. So no. it, it could have been Beyonce, but they went with Trump. No. I mean, listen, you aren't really talk about running a sexist and misogynistic campaign. He's mad that he's not man of the year. When time changed that designation, I think back in 2005 or maybe even before 2005. Um, so it was not as if time just decided this year that they were going to piss him off by calling it person of the year. Um, and of course, then he goes to this ridiculous victory lap of a rally that, you know, he's holding instead of while he's tweeting. Instead of actually taking an intelligence briefing, and Which didn't he um, opt out of that? That he has apparently opted out of and sent Mike Pence to instead, um, and 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 kvetching about <laughs> why they're not calling him the man of the year. He's probably offended that you use Yiddish to describe what he's doing. That's, That's not right. uh, in his vernacular. Well, I mean, Jared Frau Kushner is Trump. <laughs> Jared Kushner is his son-in-law. Yeah, that is true. But 
No, I'm I'm not into it. I mean, like, whatever. They have to sell magazines. But I, I will guess. say though, so, the cover whatever. is great because the cover makes it look like there's horns coming out of his head. Well, I'll, yeah. I'll say this. I'm not for media normalizing someone who is as atrocious as Trump is. Yeah. And that is the direction that mainstream media continues to go in. On that note, we do have to take a quick break, but don't go anywhere. When we come back, we'll be speaking about the climate change crisis right here on Let Your Voice Be Heard. Very important and very pretentious. When I look back, I might be mad at I gave